This is the TVA Podcast. TVA, Todd Van Allen. He's a comedian. I don't care if you guys don't like that joke. I fucking love it. It's a math joke. <laughs> He's an actor. He drinks Canadian. He's here from Portugal. Why is he so Russian suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> He's a man in love. That you know what it is? It's a wall of awesomeness with the sound of his own voice. Double, double, please. Double, double, please. Double, double, please. You know, like, uh, double, double, please. The TVA Podcast starts now. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the TDA Podcast. This is episode 194, 194 of these things we've put in the can. Uh, your guest today, coming up soon, uh, the very talented uh, comic, radio personality. Uh, I'm going to throw in fellow podcaster in there as well. If you go poking around JudyCroon.com, you can see that happening. Uh, Judy Croon is here, uh, folks, but uh, guess what? We are Darcyless right now uh he is out in halifax emergency meeting uh i'm gonna be out in vegas is why we were gonna record uh today anyway and uh he swanned off he just said no screw you so any technical problems blame him and i really honestly wanted to make his job in post-production as, as awful as i could um i wanted to get like a mariachi band or some some steel drums in the back a jackhammer we should have done this at a construction site ian atlas is here i am and uh, we are not above the pub no. We are below it. We are below the earth. We are, we are below the earth at your room, which is currently, not currently, but, uh, for the next little while and tonight. Yes. Uh, we did this to accommodate you quite well, I yeah. thought. Uh, you've got your, uh, comedy brawl comedy series brawl. coming yes. on and it's hosted by, uh, Allison. Allison Dorr. Allison Dorr, former guest a, here. Yes. Former guest of the TVA podcast. And, uh, she started our March of Dames. Have you noticed that? Uh, fabulous. Yeah. I don't know when the show became Oprah, but it has. It's, uh, we've, we've, we're on a, we're on, uh, as, as in bowling parlances, we just nailed the turkey. I think it was more a matter of, of you guys uh, had dropped the ball on your uh, booking for so long that now we had to get all these fabulous women right. comics onto the podcast. That, I will say this. That has happened to me more times than not accidentally when I'm booking my room. Like, I'll just, I don't, really acknowledge who I'm booking on any given show. I'll just do it and then go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the night will turn them out and go, I'm the only guy on this. And I didn't even realize it. And the, <laughs> and the last time I did it was actually for prostate cancer. So I'm like, mm. uh, not really the theme, but still funny. Judy, how, mastermind is yes, what this guy. Uh, not known for my prowess. Judy, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, uh, trying to stay out of heat. This is oh unbelievable. This is nice down here, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, we have been lucky when it was, uh, when we, when we recorded McVeigh's, um, the air conditioning conked out there. No. Except upstairs. It was the only place oh. it didn't. And that's where normally we record. And so yeah. like, you know, Paul's, as soon as I get in there, Paul, the owner is like, hey, uh, air conditioning is broken. I went, really? He says, well, down here it is. Upstairs, you're fine. I'm like, oh. Oh, there is so, a god. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, we may have to send people out there before they collapse. Right, right, So, right. you know, is that going to interrupt you? No, we don't mind sweating people. <laughs> We've seen Darcy. He's He sweats a lot. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you for inviting me this you're, afternoon. You're, you're doing us a, a, a fantastic favor. Um, I'm squeezing this in before I go uh, swanning off to Vegas. Can um, I ask you, if yeah? it's not too personal, why you're going to Vegas? You can. Okay. Why are you, you going did. To Vegas? Okay, there we go. <laughs> I uh, I am going down for a very nerdy uh, uh, fo- uh, Scottish soccer team uh, convention. Really? Yes, I am. Uh, there's a uh, uh, my team is uh, listeners will know the Glasgow Rangers, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a member of the uh, Toronto Central branch. There's all kinds of branches across North America, and this is like their big AGM, and they pick like a different city every year okay. to host it. And only Todd could take drunken soccer louts and make it nerdy. Absolutely. Wow. You see, there's. Your your nerdgasm thing. <laughs> yeah. You want nerds? I, I can give you soccer nerds. There's no such thing as soccergasm. <laughs> footy gas. No, that's yeah. not going to work. Doesn't either. work. Doesn't that's work. not going to work. So that's why I'm going. And uh, it turns out um, uh, you may you may know him as well as a good friend of the podcast, Ron Jossel. Yes, is, of course. Uh, he's performing down there. Oh, excellent. so I was I was sitting there going, nice. uh, you know, well, one of the things I wanted to do is I want to see a comedy show while I was down there, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like the big names down there you always see are like uh, I think Rita Rudner has still got her show right. on down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Carrot Top has still got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, Bobby Slayton, uh, but oh, and um, uh, George Wallace, right? One, and that's that's one I would go see. Oh, or for Penn sure. And Teller, not really stand up, not but. really stand up, mm-hmm. but still funny nonetheless. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could go see Ron Jossel in Vegas. And I was like, I can fucking see him here. Yeah. Like, why would I? Where is Ron Jossel going to be at? Do you know the what LA Comedy the Club. LA Comedy Club? Nice, in Vegas. good yeah. for him. 
Yeah. That's excellent. And I don't even know who he's opening or hosting for. Okay. It's uh, some guy who has Comedy Central on some his Some guy credits. who's in trouble. That's right. what it's going All to right. be. Because going to crush him. I know. Oh I, I feel sorry goodness. for that guy. Now, can I ask you if you're going to do any gambling while you're down there? Here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, typically when I go... Are you a gambler yourself? Uh, I like to gamble. And uh, when I lived in LA, I used to go to Vegas maybe four times a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loves gambling. Yeah. It's, uh, She's a Canadian comedian. Yeah, yeah of course. course. <laughs> of course. Uh, have you noticed that most road gigs, they put you right beside a casino. I know. Um, I was in uh, Woodstock, and that's exactly where we were. In Woodstock? In Woodstock, there's a casino. Oh, there was like, we had I didn't the, know that. Well, here's the other telling feature. It was right beside the Agricultural Center, which is where we were performing. So, oh, okay. like, you get your farming checks over to the nice. slots. Okay, Dinner good. at the Taco Bell across the street. Both give you good <laughs> runs. Now... Um, so if you're like me, then you can only afford to play like the penny slots. The last yeah. time I played the penny slots, I hit the jackpot. Stuff rolled out of the machine, nearly cured, killed me. But right. five thousand bucks worth of pennies, it's mine. Woo! <laughs> do you have to roll them? Do they make you roll them? Yeah, they really do. That it's sucks. Not, uh, not very tasteful. I um I had uh, the last time I was down there, I won on the tables, and then I would promptly lose it on the ponies. Oh, yeah, that hurts. And uh, but as I was down there, I got to see in the flesh Larry King. Oh really? Yeah, he was actually in the hotel we were at. And what he does was he do? Does he do stand up or does he just take questions from the audience? Because I wondered. I heard about Larry King touring some no. of the casinos. Oh no, he was just in. He, oh, was, he was in the casino. He was in the casino. Yeah. Oh, now, okay, got it. He sadly, was, he was trying to win wife number ten. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I, I think number ten won that day actually. So I think that was that was a very serendipitous. I bet on five. Um, but the the sad part was he was down there because apparently he's a good friend of Danny Gans who passed away yes. while we were down there. Wow. And I had never heard of Danny Gans oh. outside of, like, as soon as we got down there, we were talking to the, I think we've told this on the podcast before, that, you know, the cab driver was like, well, Danny Gans, he's like, you know, this is right. before he passed away. Like, right. we landed and it's like, oh yeah, Danny Gans, if you ever see a show, I've seen him eight times, like the cabbie's telling us this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you gotta get to see this. Right. And but he like, would never leave Vegas, from my understanding. No, he would not. Yeah. I think that's just, like, that's why he was he Mr. Was like show. Mr. Ultra Clean, mm-hmm. Christian yeah. Comedian and it was built perfect for built his show there. If you build it, they will come, and they did. Right, and then uh, then he passed away that weekend. Mm. And uh, and and the I guess weekend that's why that you were there that, that you I were going to go see him. No, 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 I wasn't going to go see Danny oh, Gans. Okay, I'd never okay. heard of him, but right. like you know, I found it very ironic that the, you know the cab drivers were going in and go, oh, if you get a chance, go see him. Right. And then the next morning we wake up. Hey, remember that guy we were talking about last night? Oh, yeah, dead. Yeah, we didn't get tickets, eh? Wow. Okay. No, he wasn't that old either. I think he was in his fifties. He was. He was. Um, he was very. He, he was young, like for mm-hmm. for show business. I don't think we even know how he died or no. what whatever it is. Terrible. Ooh, Speculate. <laughs> yes, indeed. I have autoerotic asphyxiation. That's mine. <laughs> All right. You two are on your own. Okay. Uh... It's what Jesus would have wanted. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it worked for my clients. It's a CSI episode, nonetheless, it is. right? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, can I ask you guys? I know we're a little bit off track, but it has There's been no track. There's no track. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I feel comfortable working it's with you guys. It's not a train, already. it's a hovercraft. Yeah. It kind of goes, we give the wheel a spin. <gasps> yeah. Okay, so that's the CSI. That's the theme for uh, CSI. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Then CSI New York. What who song is it for CSI uh, New York? Is that Don't Get Fooled Again? Okay. Or is that, no, no. That's Miami. That's Miami. Baba O'Reilly is uh, New York. And how does Baba O'Reilly go That's again? the Teenage Wasteland. It's bugging the heck out of me. Do you know why I know that? I Googled it the other day. You did not. I don't know why. Oh my God. I was so like, well, which one of these songs is it? Todd's big on Google Roulette. He'll just, you know, just random and just... Do you, do you guys ever get lost in YouTube? Oh, definitely. Oh, like where you just like... Yes. You, you go in for like the one sole purpose. Mm-hmm. It is like... It's like that... Uh, like what I picture like malls would have been or right. like, like when you go to an outlet mall, cause mm-hmm. this always happens with me and I know I'm going to be facing it in, uh, in Vegas. Um, because everyone wants to go to the outlet mall. The sure. people I'm going to be with want to go. My girlfriend certainly is going to want to go. And the last time I was, I was, you could have seen me. I was the petulant 14 year old. I was just <laughs> arms crossed and like, why are we wasting our time here? Right. And I was just like, you know what? I'll go buy a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. I need a pair of shoes. I'll go buy a pair of shoes. And that's it. 
That's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna buy. Okay. Uh, Eighteen Mel- Melda Marcos bags later. No. Oh, I'm just like, well, I bought two pairs of shoes and I, well, I need some shirts. You and get then, addi- oh. It's addictive. It's addictive in Vegas. I just hate 14 it. Fourteen I Heart Vegas T-shirts. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with them? I don't know. Um, so when, when you go to Vegas, where do you stay? Where? Um, uh, let's see. I have stayed the last time I was there. Uh, I got a great deal. I went down with a bunch of friends and uh, we stayed at Bellagio. Oh my uh, god! Great, great. That's a fantastic. And place. honestly, it's it's not that much more expensive than some because the, all the casinos now are expensive. You're no longer getting uh, you're no longer getting like the forty five dollar room anymore. You mm-hmm. know, so you might as well pay the extra cash, go to Bellagio, feel like a star, even though you lose all your money. Right. And uh, what show did I see there when I was there the last time? Anyways, Bellagio. Um, I used to play the Riviera there. Steve mm-hmm. Shrippa used to book right. that. Steve Shrippa, Bobby from uh, from uh, Sopranos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I can't believe he's still booking the room. Uh, a buddy of mine is going down there to perform there. Who? Uh, Ward Anderson. Ward, I know the name, but I haven't He has been on this podcast before, did a uh, Christmas okay. special. It was very nice. Okay, all right. And, uh, Ultimate Bachelor's Guide. Pick it up in stores now. Yes, exactly. That's What's right. What's that? The He's bachelor, an author. Yeah, the, ultimate bachelor, bachelor's the, guide. Ultimate, the Ultimate Bachelor's oh, Guide. Oh, okay, yes. cool. Yeah, you, can, you can grab that. Uh, nice little read. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's actually, he's working on another novel. Oh, actually, really? that he's shipping out to me. I'm not at liberty to say what it's All about, right. uh, but let's just say he's writing what he knows. Right. So, can I give you a quick Vegas story? The last time I played there, so I'm playing. It doesn't need to be quick. Go right. take your time. Okay, I'm just trying to wait out. As long as it's not Todd telling the long stories, I'm happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, when I was performing in Vegas, uh, there was it, it's it, no word of a lie when this happens. It really does happen. A guy had a heart attack on the machine. People literally stopped for maybe 20 seconds. He right. was on the ground with people resuscitating him. And then people, the, the crowd flocked into his machine. Right. Stepping over him, playing his machine. What? Yes. Oh I'm not kidding. It happens. It well, really he doesn't does need this anymore. Bam. Uh, exactly. We, was it cold. that crowded or they just thought that was a hot machine? Uh, if it's, it's bringing just, death, you know, it's yeah. it's a Friday or a Saturday, yeah. so they go. Oh, you know, I mean, you've heard the things where they've had fires in the hotels in Vegas, and people are, you know, have been welded to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, not funny, but no. it's sad. No, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close with that. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to go up in flames, too, because they're pumping in the oxygen. Right. That is not. There you go. That is not going to be a pretty fire. Well, you just have to wonder, you know, if there was ever an act of terrorism in Vegas. I mean, there's no clocks. You don't know where the end. You don't know right. where the exits or entrances are. It's a very mm-hmm. odd setup. I'm surprised they don't pump like muscle relaxants into the air. Just to, <laughs> right. Just, just well, bring your will to all. This is all you've that's got left. Right. That's what gave him the heart attack. Yeah. Let's that's be fair. Right. Um, do you? Uh, I do this before mm-hmm. I go to Vegas, and I feel kind of out of sorts because this is a, a very kind of hectic week leading into it. So I'm kind of running around, kind of like headless poultry. Mm-hmm. I like to before I go down, mm-hmm. uh, get ready for it by watching Vegas movies. Oh, do you ever do that? Like, like I'll watch an Ocean's Eleven. I'll watch... Uh, you know, um, uh, 21. You've got to see 21. 21. Seen that? Yeah, seen that. That's nice. Uh, well, it's math nerditry. Yeah, of course I'm going to love course. that. Gotta love <laughs> Were that. you in it? Yeah, no. <laughs> they uh, they wanted someone who could act and had talent. Uh, uh, what's the other? Casino, obviously. That's Casino, a good one. Right. Yeah, that's an uplifting one. Right, um, right there with the cooler. <laughs> oh, uh, obscure one. Owning Mahoney. Oh, what's that? That is the st- oh, that's Canadian the true story. Guy. Canadian guy. Oh, I never saw that, but I heard Glenn it was Foster. great. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the only Canadian celebrity. Yes. Well, we've had the Asian gambler. We've had the gay gambler. The black gambler. I guess I'm the funny one. Um, <laughs> we have to have him on here at some point, uh, sure. so he can take a swing. Um, no, you know who was in that? That was. Um, uh, uh, uh Sigmund Freud, not Philip Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> <Sigmund laughs> <Yes. laughs> I knew it was a Sigmund you know, or a C- something in there. <laughs> you know, sometimes boxcars is just boxcars. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's excellent. And, and I knew one of the guys that was in that movie too. He had hmm. like one line and it was at a time when, uh, uh, we were, uh, uh, I was working at a at a company, and this guy was actually our client, and it was causing me nothing but grief, and it was just a huge headache all around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like complaining to my girlfriend at the time about it. I was like, oh my god, I'm just looking forward to the holidays, and we can rent some movies and stuff like that. And then I'm, I'm you know, we're just relaxing, we're watching Owning Mahoney, which is you know a mm-hmm. nice little tale. And suddenly he shows up like it's him, like he's infecting my holiday. Wow. It was just the weirdest thing. <laughs> he just got some like like one line extra work or something like that. Now uh, recap me on the movies. So he basically. Uh, 
uh, worked at a bank in yep. Toronto or Montreal. I can't remember. Was it RBC? I think it was Toronto. Was Spoiler it? alert. Yeah, I think Spoiler it was Toronto. alert. I want to say it's it was a story R- from 72, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I didn't say I wasn't going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like RBC, I think, yeah. or whatever. Anyways, and he, didn't he go to, was it Atlantic City or it's Vegas he, he went to? He started in Atlantic City oh. and then uh, started, he's just, he, he got addicted to it so much that mm-hmm. he just started taking money from the bank and because he had access to all these funds, he would wow. go and take his, his personal thing. So when he was start showing up with like like a million bucks at Atlantic mm. City, they would shuffle him off for the weekend down mm. to Vegas, private jet, suite. Uh, the only thing we would ask for is ribs, you know, right. and he finally got caught. John uh, John Hurt plays the, uh, really? the owner okay. in it. Like it's got a stellar cast oh, in it. Um, okay. And it's not it's not a bad film. It's I, not a bad film. At I would all. like to see it just for yeah. the uh, just for the history, but I'll tell you really uh, gross story when i was in atlantic city mm-hmm. uh where atlantic city just has a weird vibe like a you just feel like you're never gonna win not like you ever win in vegas but right. it just has a creepy vibe as well like you know there's bodies that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and in fact if you, casino. yeah it's got that kind of a vibe if you veer off the boardwalk be careful so anyways they check us into the hotel they're like okay these are your rooms and you're always like oh god please no don't let it be the hotel rooms that the comics stay in right right right, right. <laughs> at this point i would have terrible terrible <laughs> terrible things have happened i'm not kidding there was blood on the lamp i'm like okay i'm checking out i'm out of here i'm gonna drive back to jersey every night it's not worth okay. it awful oh. awful awful so uh so beware when you're at atlantic i have city. N- i've never been to atlantic city and yeah. half Leave of me actually wants home, to go yeah. the lesson when you go to the casino. <laughs> that's right is that not where um uh, requiem uh requiem for a dream is film is that where it's set? Where is Atlantic City? It could or no, be. it's the sure. boardwalk in New York. Oh. It's still New York, isn't it? I I think it's, it's I think so it's Rockaway. Like, I, like I saw it when it first came this is out. A, this is intriguing to the listener who has access to Google right now. I'm sure <laughs> that's yeah. right. Get that's, on there. So how did you how did you go about uh, uh, swinging the Vegas gig? Because that sounds like like that must have excited you. Going, oh, I'm playing really a Vegas fun. showroom for sure, for yeah. sure. You know, it was just uh, little steps along the way. I was doing radio in in Ottawa, and then I uh, moved down to New Jersey, and I was working out of the clubs in uh, in New York, and I had an agent there at the time, and they booked me into Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And you know who I worked with at the time, and he had just quit smoking. Uh, imagine this guy quitting smoking because he's so wired. Lewis Black. Oh dear. Oh my god. And uh, he was a little angry. Just, at what point did he three stop? Three packs a day. Three packs yeah? a day. That's when he just quit. When did he stop yelling at you? <laughs> That's when right. When he slept. <laughs> when, yeah. totally. And even then. And even then, I'm just hearing a. Completely. Fuck off, Judy. Totally. You know. Like my hair is blowing back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was uh, injured. And then I it was three years. I was doing the the tri-state area of uh, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and. And then uh, I was doing a, a radio gig down there, and then I went to L.A. and worked there for three years. And I had um, just through comics who say, hey, you know, you should get your stuff out to this person, whatever. And that's how I got, got booked through Steve Sharippa at the Riviera. Right. So it was really, really fun. I had mm-hmm. a great time. And when you live in L.A., check this out for fellow gamblers. When you live in L.A., you get these great packages that come in the mail. For like $65, you get a great room at the Hilton for two mm-hmm. nights. You get two dinners, and you get $10 worth of gambling money. Oh, and geez. two show tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love that stuff. Oh, my God. How can you not be addicted? You see, the, the convention we're going to is actually at the Hilton. It's at the, oh, Flam- it it's at okay. the Flamingo Hilton, All so right. they get the big bulb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we just did some poking around. There's like uh, four of us in total. And we had done a weekend before at the Win that was really cheap, oh. and so we thought, you know what, let's mm. just check this out. Mm. And we're for the same amount that we paid before, which is like seven hundred flight included. Okay, uh, that's still pretty good. We now get instead of the three nights Thursday to Sunday, we're getting four. Oh, so we fly nice. in the Wednesday night, and I'm just like, oh, so we get to stay at the Win and get away from the drunken people at some point. Right. Okay, we'll take it. That's so, sweet. so that'll be fun. That'll oh be fine. My God. Yeah. I've never been to Vegas and I can't see myself ever really wanting really? to go. Really? Well, because I don't drink. Oh, uh-huh. don't, you don't gamble. I don't gamble. All right. Not big on the strippers. <laughs> oh, well. Trust me. I've seen your 10 o'clock show. You gamble enough. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> because one day I'm just going to snap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> I'm waiting sure. for that. Because, okay, so to, to, to clarify that statement, the, the, uh, the brawl itself is uh, you have to go through qualifying heats. Yep. I haven't seen a process this long and drawn out since the World Cup. Uh, to actually qualify Look, for this thing. There's a lot of bodies thing. to call in the yes, Toronto Amateur scene, and I'm the man to do it. There's a lot of, this is, this is like your FA, you know, uh, cup ties. That's what happens. And then you come to the brawl. That show is solid. You're going to see some good comics. You get some good hosts. Your one last week was horrible. Or was that me? I'm assuming <laughs> was, it was me. Yes, you were the host yes, last week. Yes, that was week. me. That's right. I wanted to make sure I wasn't stepping on someone's toes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But and then the the ten o'clock show that goes on after that is just a straight sign up of whoever. So mm. you get a homeless guy with one eye and we a, call it you the know, ten o'clock breakout because they call it the ten o'clock train wreck apocalypse. Might be a little mean. Right. Oh, okay, I got a breakout's much more positive. <laughs> I would say it's not apocalyptic. I would say at worst adversarial. Hmm. I would say that. If you love a good amateur rape joke, this is the place to be. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Which I know is your closer. Of course. Uh, Judy, of course. So, <laughs> so. That's hack. Yeah. Why did the Holocaust rape the abortion? <laughs> Hitler. Hey, don't give away all my punchlines. Don't give away all my punchlines. <laughs> that joke you will hear uh, eight times a week uh, at. Uh, <laughs> At Ian's Lay Show. Um, so what, uh, you, uh, this was the weird part. And like, this is, this is how, uh, cool, I would say, like, social media and all that sort of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. kind of happens. You just kind of, you know, message me out of the blue saying, Hey, mm-hmm. can I get out of your room? And I was right. like, uh, yes. <laughs> and secondly, how the hell are you? Cause the last time, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, the last time that you and I saw each other, we both bombed horribly in Gananoque. Oh my God. That was, was that right? Yeah, Don't bring you're her down. Right. Am I right? <laughs> And and here's me. Pulls me into the Todd yeah, abyss. Right. right. <laughs> well, we, that abyss has claimed me right. a comedy career. I don't know if I've derailed your therapy now because of that. It's just like if I brought it back, if you're going to be on the phone at the break, he brought it up again. That's right. Okay. No, please uh, enlighten yeah. folks with the gig and so, why it was so awful. So, okay. And I thought. Aside from being Gananoque? Aside from being Gananoque. <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, this is, you know, I'm a hometown kid. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was it Denis Grignon was headlining? Could have been, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't recall who hosted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Jason Lawrence. Let's just say it mm-hmm. was him. Uh, and they thought, oh, you know, get an aqua. You've got to throw Todd in there. Local boy. Right. Bring out the local favorites. Mm-hmm. They could not give a shit if Aye. I was on that stage or not. And I called them on it. It was like, hey, way to treat a local boy. Right. And they didn't give a rats. And so uh, then you went up mm-hmm. and you were doing, you know, the A stuff that you mm-hmm. normally do. Throwing and, up the A stuff uh, and nothing. Wow. So uh, anyone like soup? And <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, and, I usually get them with the soup. I'm yeah. like, I can't believe this. Yeah, who doesn't like a nice hot bowl? Now, yeah. what was the deal with the room? Were they drunk and loud? Or I think they were they... drunk and loud. Oh, and it was in the God. dining room. And it wasn't, I don't, don't I don't think there was a proper stage okay okay i don't okay. think it was lit probably because using the house sound system you know all uh, the things that make a good room i did a gig These waiters really chatty yeah <laughs> totally i did a gig uh near a military base uh it must have been um it was near ottawa or was it trenton at the time but anyway these guys were that's the roughest gig i mean mm-hmm. there's rowdy there's non, uh, you know not responding but these guys were drinking the beer and it was still attached to the other five beer in the six pack. <laughs> so they were backing it like that. They're all about efficiency in the military. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if I could, if, if I may, as an Air Force kid, I am. <laughs> Seen this. If if you can keep your eye and hand on it, you guarantee no one's taking your six pack. That's right. No one is taking this away from me. Get your own black label. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so nothing could be as bad right. as that. Gananoque was not a go uh, walk in the park, but uh, but there have been hell gigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to get back into it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah? You know, I never really left it, uh, but it. Uh, you know, I think. It's fun to do it, do the smaller rooms Mm -hmm. during the week and then do the corporate stuff and not have the pressure of trying to try material at the corporate gigs, Mm -hmm. as you know, or trying. And even on a weekend. That's always good, eh? You know, yeah. (laughs) Here's a bit I want to work on as you pull out your notes. Right, exactly. IBM really appreciates that when they're paying you Stick with me here. That's uh, (laughs) just a second. Uh, So who likes soup? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you're going to love my my soup material. Who had the bisque? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you back. This is the weird thing because it, it got me a little, uh, uh, it got my conspiracy theory hat on mm. like, when you, when you, when you messaged me. And it's not because okay. of you specifically. Mm-hmm. Now, are you still a Yucks comic? Is that, uh, 
Uh, Are you still with that organization? Yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's back and forth. You know, okay. like we have a great relationship, but I've, I've been just doing a lot more private right. stuff, a lot more corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, it's not that I have a problem with them. Of I course, know. you know that's fine. Everyone mm-hmm. knows it except for Mark Breslin, sure. apparently. But, <laughs> um, but here's the thing: like, like between you and there mm-hmm. were two other comics that have approached me in as many days, really, out of the blue within wow. the past month, within the past month, that have emailed me and said, "Hey, talking again," and they're like, "These are the guys huh. that." When, you know, I was starting out and like you were like middling right. and hosting, mm-hmm. you know, when we were looking up to the likes of you, yeah. it's like, like, it's the likes of Jim McAleese. Mm-hmm. It's the like of like, like, uh, John Pattison. Do you remember him? I remember John Pattison okay. for sure. So, um, not host the a, billboard guy, not the billboard guy. Okay. Who's that? Jim Pattison. Never mind. Right. That's a Vancouver thing. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not even here. We're in Toronto. Now, <laughs> I, uh, so, so he, this, this guy shows up in the room and he looks kind of disheveled. You know, mm. like he's, he's just like kind of long, scraggly hair and stuff, but he looks familiar to me and I can't okay. like place the, can't place the face. And, uh, he turns to me and goes, how do I get on this room? And I'm thinking he's just like a guy who's seen it as many do mm-hmm. that come into McVeigh's and go, oh, I'd like to give this a shot. Right. It's pretty harmless. Absolutely. Here's my card. Just email me. We'll get you in. You know, um, I'm booking out pretty far right now, mm-hmm. you know, for in terms of people I've never seen before. Yeah. But if you get a, a waiting list spot, then that will move you up, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if you'd remember me. I'm John Pattison. I'm like, I look him good. Normally, he wears a wow, suit. Like that's he's right. debonair with a puppet or yeah. a, at the very least a cracked tennis ball. Yeah, for like sure. That's the, that's the bare minimum mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to see him with because he's a ventriloquist. Uh, Ian's giving me this confused look. Uh, what? <laughs> like, does he go kid shows or something? Is it? Comedians with puppets it, it yeah. generally will arch a brow with me. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's, really he's good. fantastic. He makes good corporate money. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think that your room is one of the rooms. I think comedy on a number of levels has um, – on sort of – because I did Spirits, Joanna's mm-hmm. room recently. Great room. It's a fantastic room. It's one and of the best in the city. One it reminds of me of those small comedy clubs in the village in mm-hmm. New York. And that's where uh, you get – I mean, there's something – somebody was telling me there's like 300 comics now in Toronto working mm-hmm. out of Toronto. So as a result, the stage time is is limited. So all these rooms, like your room, mm-hmm. just sort of took on a life of their own. Right. And you get unique acts. You get a comics. I saw Sandra Seamus at uh, Spirits. She goes, yeah, I've yeah. got my new show coming out, so I want to work out some bits. I'm on the show it's with her cool. tonight at Eaton House. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's going to be bizarre because, like, first of all, I've never seen – Sandra Seamus live. Oh, really? Ever in my She's life. Excellent. Very I know. Funny. I know. And, uh, and it, it, it's weird that the first time I'm ever going to see, it's like saying, you know what? I've never seen you too. And then you go into like, you know, some little bar in, uh, in New York. Right. And they're like, yeah, we just want to try some new shit. Yeah. And like, Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm seeing that. So, Pop you know, that. Flankers. Exactly. <laughs> so, what happened is the next level of rooms that were outside Absolute, outside Yuck Yucks, they were legitimized in a way in the mm-hmm. last, in the last, I want to say, year. And people went, hey, these are great rooms to work out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. There'll be an audience. They'll yeah. be polite. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, it's not Ganon Aqua. Right. And all of a sudden they <laughs> took on this life of their own, which, like I said, is really, really cool because yeah. that's where the comics in New York, uh, and you'll see it in LA as well. Just the, the, there's the big rooms, of course, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of smaller rooms. And I think Toronto is big enough now that it has a, has an audience that's available, mm-hmm. which is great. So congratulations on your Thank room. you very much. It's, uh, you know, it's been going all right. I mean, like we got, we, we do get the regulars, like, you know, like yourself, they're coming down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Ackley's is, is, uh, is coming out as well. Uh, whenever Aaron Berg is trying out some stuff, he great. likes to come out and frighten my people. That's Excellent. always good. <laughs> um, Ron Jossel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he's a regular down there. So no, like we, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that has sort of become, and then like when you said like, you know, there's over 300, I've got 380 on my spreadsheet right now at home. No. 380 comics wow. that have played my room or want to play want my to room. Play room. And it's just, it's weird. I didn't realize it yeah. was th- that many comics are trying to get Todd's spots. Todd's using the term comic a little liberally, but right. they all want, they all want to see <laughs> <laughs> comic and crazy people for sure. Right. Like, like there's everyone from like the brand new people who are really excited to mm-hmm. like what I call the comedy hobbyist who right. was like oh it's right i haven't done it in a few weeks i'd like a spot it's like okay <laughs> yeah right. it's it, I, I find it hilarious because you do get that like you get the 
uh, I get the emails from like, you know, usually they're like a Humber graduate or something like that. And they've just come out. It's like, hi, I'm in the Humber program. Like you can tell, like they're smiling. Uh-huh. You can just like really <laughs> excited about this. Oh, and I love, you know, I, I've, I've done the amateur nights at Yuck Yucks and I've done, right. a, I've done an absolute, I would love to come to your room and they're all enthusiastic mm-hmm. and I've never seen them and I don't know what they're about. And Welcome I say, to the jungle, Timmy. Yeah. And I say, <laughs> how's November? And they go, wow. what? And wow, I go, that's yep, amazing. back of the line, kid. Mm. And, uh, which is the one benefit of my 10 o'clock show is that you right. can just show up the night, mm-hmm. put your name on the list, and you can go right. do whatever it is you do. That's but, excellent. But that's why I do the lottery spot, yeah. because it gives me a sense if I know that I've booked them out in November, and they're down there the next week or the next two weeks mm-hmm. trying to get a lottery spot. I said, okay, so they're they're hot at it. Like, right. you know, because I say every time come down for a lottery spot, mm-hmm. it'll move you up. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, it will, unless they're absolutely abjectly horrible. Right. And then and I will move them out to January. Yeah. I just, uh, they have their own that. column in Todd's spread. <laughs> right. They do. They do. So you have a room as well at 10 o'clock? Well, I mean, I'm here. We do like in our, this room? We, yeah, we do like our eight o'clock prom. It looks a lot nicer when the lights are out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what though? It's a good space. It's a yeah. good space. It's got that New York look to it. So mm-hmm. how many people do you typically get in here? Well, I mean, it depends on what the event is. Like with Comedy Brawl, it's great because it kind of books itself because the winners in Comedy Brawl are determined by the audience uh, written ballot. So Excellent. Yeah. They, they pick their top three of the night, and so they generally kind of pack it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we can have anywhere – like I think last week uh, – because it was like the long – still the week of the long weekend, we had like I think 16 people – for like yeah, exactly. for audience, yep. then we had like the eight comics, and then some just other people watching mm-hmm. around. So it fills it in nicely if you kind of position the chairs properly. But last year for the final night of the comedy brawl, which we did in this space because mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd draw this well, we had 120 audience mm-hmm. members standing room. My goodness, yeah, that's it was amazing. Yeah. Which freaked out Darcy because he can't handle crowds. You think Darcy was freaked out? Glenn yeah. Foster was just like because he was our closing act. Like because uh. while I'm counting the votes, Glenn's supposed to do like yeah, just do like ten minutes while we count the votes. Half an hour later, I'm still counting. Go long, uh. yeah. <laughs> go long, <laughs> stretch. Yeah, <laughs> sell a T-shirt or two. Do something. Yeah. That's funny. Do your first set from JFL. Come on. But see, that's really cool. I know you yeah. probably want to wrap up this uh, <laughs> this segment, but just give me the wrap up sign. Give me the wrap up sign. I could talk. Forever. It's usually when Ian falls asleep and now he's becoming engaged because he's getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I was just uh, I, I'll, I'll pat you guys on the back because I gave Joanna Downey the same compliment last week. I said, you know, it's really important to have rooms like you have the Glenn Fosters and, uh, you know, season comics, uh, John, John Patterson, people working out because without that pressure, you really get to see the characters mm-hmm. develop. Yeah. And somebody like a Glenn Foster or Sandra Seamus is a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't see her at the clubs. So how is she getting all this material together for her big act? Yeah. And that's what it is. She's playing all these little rooms. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said to Joanna, it must be a great feeling to be contributing to the comedy scene. Yeah. You know, this yeah. really artistic animal, this neat artistic animal that – that you really can't, it's not tangible, mm-hmm. but it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah. Well, even and the show tonight that Todd's doing at the Eaton House, Darren Frost is there kind of as like yep. his final warm up or just kind of tightening things up before he does a DVD taping right. on Saturday. See, so there you it's go. It's all that kind of stuff that happens mm-hmm. in Joanna's rooms. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny when, you know, I can always tell it's Thursday, uh, you know, because that's when I get my emails. Yeah. Of like, mm. hey, Todd, can I get a spot? Have you got some space? And, the, right. and that's why I keep the lottery spots open because I'm just like, you know, if it isn't for, you know, a well-established comic that is doing the exact same thing, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm looking for like, okay, uh, let's uh, let's see, try someone who hasn't done there before. Yeah. Or if they've shown up and they've, you know, tried to get the lottery spots for the past week or two weeks and like, okay, you're getting a shot. Come on. Let's go. Uh, you know, and it's always, it's always fun. Like, like, um, I wonder if, 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 uh, composers had this. Like, you know, like mm. when you, when you, when you go into a room and you see a comic, uh, try out something and it does not work. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I'm talking like, like the well established ones. And then right. you see them, them like five months later with that DVD and that joke is polished and right. it, it, it totally works. And you go, fuck, I was there. I was there when that right. happened. I was there. <laughs> I was there when he ate it on that. Yeah. And it's, it, 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 hats off. Yeah. But I wonder if like, you know, Beethoven. Just went, oh, fuck, that's flat. That's, <laughs> that didn't work. I need a break I need a there. Here somewhere. Right. You know, the fucking harp is killing me. Let's get that out of there. That's well, it. Yeah. And I say, that use of the word staccato is the first time I've said that since fifth grade. So nice. nice. Music class that's finally an, paid uh, off. Right. Yeah, bonus points for that. Well, right. it's, uh, 
when you when you speak of that, it reminds me of Jerry Seinfeld because they said with Jerry, uh, he would leave the club almost immediately after mm-hmm. his sets, and he'd have his yellow pad of paper, and then he would keep working the bit out, working yeah. the bit out. But then once it was locked in, it was locked in. And yeah. so sure enough, you go on YouTube and you see those bits. And then if he did those bits like five years later, it would still yeah, be still that same. same bit. Yeah. You know, so you're right. It's kind of cool to see the process. Yeah. And uh, to be able to throw it out into a, a room like this, for example, and do that over five nights. In, and, and so here's a question as uh, as comics. How many times do you try a bit before you dump it, before you bail on it and go, okay, you know what? I'm done with this. Uh, Ian will tell you for me way too many times. Now, <laughs> agonizingly. <laughs> it's one of those things where and you for, think. With Todd, it's not, a, it's not a bit. It's an epic. It is. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I, I know the rule of thumb is three. You try it three mm, times. Right. But then I always, you know, it's, it's like your retarded kid that you just, <laughs> you want to give it. You know that's what? That's no way to talk about the comics on your show, Todd. No. That's, right. that's no, I'm, we all know who the monkey in the room is i uh it, where you, you just want to give them the benefit of the doubt you mm-hmm. just go oh maybe it was just the crowd and maybe i didn't sell it right and mm-hmm. then you know you're in your 10th time and you just go i gotta quit this right like, you know it's just like you've, you've you've given up and that's when you you know put the kid on the ice floor and you start right over. but then you put it in the back of your mind but then something you go again six right. months down the road oh i know what it is right. i just need this little twist yeah exactly still dies. oh i know a punchline <laughs> oh, oh now i get it all oh, right, uh, we are. Uh, we're going to take a break. Take a quick break okay. here, and then we'll be back once again with Judy Croon, folks. Right after this, I've been told to say that my name is Helen Arnie, and this is the TVA podcast. Is that okay? Hey there, folks, and we're back with episode one ninety four of the TVA podcast. We got Judy Croon here. Hey, hey, and we got Ian back. Yep. Yep. You might want to move that in a little bit closer. I don't mean to Darcy up. Or you can move, sure. Either yeah. way. I didn't want to make you uncomfortable. That's it. Uh, Judy what you Kroon, do, Todd. It's what you do. It is what I do. <laughs> uh, uh, from her bio, uh, Judy Croon, a touring professional, has toured with the likes of, and I would love to hear that this was the same year, Weird Al Yankovic and Anne Murray. <laughs> How did that happen? It's her new supergroup. That's right. That's right. I had to kind of mix it up. Uh, Two different years. Anne Marie, believe it or not, that was in. It's funny because Weird Al is American, but I opened for him in, I think it was Kingston. Nice enough guy. But the real story is Anne Marie. I opened for her in Jersey. Mm -hmm. She was doing, uh, no, actually it was Connecticut. And uh, it's funny. I arrived to the the theater. Excuse me. And she walks out of the, uh, she walks out of her change room. And she's smoking a cigar, and she's like, are you Judy? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, nice to meet you. And she goes, I just do this to warm up my throat. I thought, good for her. I like picturing that harsh broad coming out, be arthuring up the place. (laughs) Oh, you croon. You a crooner. Hey, you croon, you do 20 minutes, and then you shut up. Hey, no snowboard shit. (laughs) Keep away from my stuff. Uh, but the best person was Dion Warwick. Oh, yeah? Now, this was prior to the... Uh, no, this was after the Psychic Network. <laughs> to, 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 go back to, to Ian's, oh, sure. to go back to Ian's point of Weird Al Yankovic and Anne Murray on the same tour, mm-hmm. the song I would picture coming out, out of that mm-hmm. is Weird Al Yankovic's spoof song about uh, bread making called You Needed Me. Ah, so good. that's what I'm thinking. That's the only one I could come up with. So Dion How Warwick... were you sitting on that? Uh, I was multitasking. <laughs> I had the Unix bu- box. Very good. Very uh, good. No, it's a eunuch box, actually. No balls. Uh, um, so Dion Warwick. Dion right. Warwick. Okay, so is this? Is this? I'm assuming this is at the same time or after Solid Gold. This is. Uh, this is after Solid Post Gold. Solid Gold. After Solid Gold. After craziness. after Psychic Network. She was in a lot of trouble with uh, with the IRS. I'm assuming because mm-hmm. it was a tour of Western Canada. Why else would you play Winnipeg, Regina? It was the minus forty tour. I mean, it was just. Freezing. And who knows her to be fair? Well, there like, was an older crowd. Right. So sorry, there's a moth in here about I the know. size of a bat. Oh, I it's apologize. Awful. I hate bugs. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so you know, I had to do 35, 40 minutes as an opening act for Dion Warwick. Right. And I'm thinking, um, you know what? Well, your opening act shouldn't be taken. Like I felt guilty. I mean, luckily we're in theaters. They were fabulous audiences. Mm-hmm. But then she came out and she performed. Maybe I want to say. Maybe around the same amount of time, oh, 45 really? minutes. And they were, of course, screaming encore. She just walks off a stage. She's got her big stole. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about Dionne Warwick, it was in her rider that every one of her green rooms had to have 
a Pac-Man game. She's addicted to Pac-Man. Oh, really? So here I am thinking, oh, Dionne Warwick, this will be really cool. I walk into the, the green room. She's like hovered over Pac-Man with a cigar, uh, with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like, bark, 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 bark. Right. didn't even look up, <laughs> say hi. didn't say hi to me for the full five days. I was her 40 yeah. minute opening act. You uh, tour with a lot of smoking dames. Yeah, what's up with a smoking dame tour, huh? <laughs> Anne Marie never would have thought of Dionne Warwick. I would have put a past her. And do you think Dionne Warwick was glued to her uh, laptop and uh, and just hitting F five on Google uh, for, oh, for the Pac-Man for the Pac Man anniversary? Re- anniversary oh, probably. Yeah. That's uh, I'm did surprised you, they didn't did you have see it. that. Uh, Very graphic? cool. Yeah, right. I like that. I, like I that. Uh, let me say this: Google better start now because they're going to have their hands full for the 30th anniversary of Halo. Let me uh. say that. How the <laughs> fuck is that going to work? Yeah. I have no idea. Some 12-year-old will figure it right. out, I'm sure. Now, I'm sure. you're actively doing radio now. Is that right? Because uh, well, I've was... been trying to keep track of you. Because like, mm-hmm. when you for, when when I first moved to the city, I was like, oh, yeah, Judy Cruz here. I should look right. her up. And then I was hoping to see her around. And mm-hmm. I never saw the rooms or whatever. Uh, I was doing uh, um, Mike Bullard show. The, mm-hmm. the Mike Bullard show. I was doing that in Hamilton, Talk right. 820. I was doing that up to uh, the end of last year. And then just driving out to Hamilton. Mike drives in from Oakville, but I drive in from the beaches. Right. And the hour and a half Ugh. drive each day it was just like, uh, yeah, I If the show didn't make you put anymore. a gun in your mouth, right. am I right? <laughs> am I right? No, the show was yeah. really fun. Mike actually is one of the best guys but, I've ever worked with. But here's the problem with, mm-hmm. with, with, with Mike hosting a show like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't put him in his proper element. And that was, I would mm-hmm. argue, hit probably the, the biggest complaint that I would have had having seen him perform mm-hmm. and do his craft amazingly well mm-hmm. uh, in the clubs. He's a hoster in that regard. Mm-hmm. He he it will be able to take a room and do that and to put him in sort of that artificial confine of like TV or radio. I can mm-hmm. see him being like a fantastic, like I think radio might be a little bit of a better milieu for him because it was... It's more of a, a conversation, right? And he would be very conversational. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on a TV show when you're talking about this. You got to, oh, you got to hit these mm-hmm. points and how's your movie and that sort of thing. So I could see him d- being driven nuts about that, right? Yeah? Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because he said at the time we did the same show, but we did it with Lawrence Morgenstern on XM, right? And Mike said to me that he felt like it was his best. Um, uh, his best medium, and right. he. I thought he did sound great mm-hmm. with people around him. Right, Mike is fine on his own with listeners, but XM. When we started out there, we didn't have listeners. Now the right. tragic part about XM was that uh, XM was just hemorrhaging money, and they unfortunately cut the show. But mm-hmm. there's other stuff they could have cut, right? Because we're getting a lot of uh, listeners in the states and Canada, but. Yeah, so I was doing that show with Mike at, uh, in Hamilton, and it was just not worth the schlep mm-hmm. out there for an hour and a half. So yeah. I can have something on the horizon in Toronto. We'll nice. see. Nice. Can't talk about it too much, but yeah. But you, you heard the uh, you heard the ripple here first, folks. Yes, that's We're sco- right. We scooped Toronto <laughs> at this very point. Uh, I got to say, XM must be hemorrhaging because yes. I'm getting more and more people coming up to me saying, I heard you on XM. And I was wow. like, wow. Wow. I think I recorded that uh, like five years ago. Mm. So, mm. Mm-hmm. okay. Right. Did well. you ever uh, try and get your royalties out of XM? I mean, I worked there and I didn't even Oh, yeah. They it. gave it to me off the top. I believe it was a nice crisp 50. And then, like, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I believe the Mounties were on the back of it in their uh, in their little uh, formation. Um, how do you how do you find radio? Like when when uh, like is that your preferred medium, or do you prefer performing in front of crowds? Like what do you, what do you like? Uh, I have to say, I really uh, love doing stand up. What I really love doing was, uh, and I still have this on. Um, I have this on the back burner for uh, uh, down the road, but. What I really loved doing was hosting Laugh Lines once a year. Mm-hmm. When we put Laugh Lines, it was an evening of all-female comics, and we did it at Yuck Yucks. And within six years, we raised $650,000. Now, that was a lot of people coming together and right. working behind the scenes at Princess Margaret Hospital and whatever. But I have to say there was really um, a, a, a lot of um, synergy in being able to combine the radio and being able to, to you know, to promote the event and, and do the event. So ideally, if I could do Laugh Lines, do one Laugh Lines in every city mm-hmm. per month. Right. And, and host that and work behind that and just, uh, make enough money to, you know, I would just be happy doing that. Right. I love stand up. I love radio. Uh, but the morning radio, I swear to God, it's <laughs> a great gig. 
but you feel like you have jet lag all right. the time. Yeah. It's the worst feeling in mm-hmm. the world. You know, we have had, uh, we've had Sam Rankin on, uh, the show a couple of times. She does mm-hmm. morning radio. Uh, originally she did it out in Brockville. That's how mm-hmm. uh, we met. And, uh, now she's making her home in Oshawa doing the news out there. And it is, I mean, like it totally screws up your cycle. Yeah, it does. Completely. It's a, it's a mess. I can't imagine wanting i can't like when i when i heard the guys you know we'd be talking on the radio i was like okay uh don't call now because we're gonna have our naps right like it was like yeah you're, that's you're, right you're talking to kindergarten kids i know i was like when's juice and cookie <laughs> when does that come could i call you then it's, i know we'd sit there staring at each other going you know uh like when i was working with howard we're like oh i can't wait to go home and take a nap and right. that's all you would look forward to um two things really quick I was so tired after one show that I was uh, co-hosting in Ottawa, but I had a gig in New York, so I had to drive down to uh, Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, where I was staying with some friends. So I left the morning show, and it was about a eight or nine hour drive. Mm-hmm. I was so tired, I took a, the a, the turn off of the interstate. But I didn't realize that I got back on and I actually drove back two hours oh before God. I went, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> well, at least now you're pissed and you're awake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Punching the ceiling and driving. Total <laughs> adrenaline rush. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember the second story now. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's brutal. brutal you must be exhausted system. still. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I still haven't recovered. <laughs> Oh, the other story was, um, I was, when I was working in LA, uh, I slept in and I never slept in. Mm-hmm. And I, you turn off the phones when you go to sleep at night and, uh, they actually called the police. They had the police coming to my house because oh, it was just so weird that I never turned up at the station at all. Mm-hmm. And it's the sickest feeling in the world. It's one right. thing when you're do you know, you're going to be late for work. It's really sickening when you're late for work and that job depends on you being there right at right. five thirty or right. right at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So and there and there's feeling. and there's no other there's recourse no under for study. them at all. There's no yeah, waiting there's no behind under, the curtain. Right. <laughs> it's just dead air. <laughs> yeah, you got the news guy coming in. But I don't do no, that. Right. Just spin it. it. Just do it. Just spin, <laughs> play some Red Rider or something. <laughs> Put in the God of the Vita in. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But the longest songs we got. Once again, here is Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) There's a lady... Now, I noticed on your website, because uh, I, was, I was poking around through iTunes, you don't have a published there. You actually have a podcast that yes. you do, or or used to have. I don't know the, how, I, how recent uh, is this. I did a couple of podcasts uh, with two friends that were in radio uh, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine Cardoza was on Easy Rock before it came, right. became Boom. Christina Chernesky was on CFRB. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just a fun, fun idea. We did that, I want to say, maybe half a year ago. And it was basically... Uh, my Canadian version of the view, just taking oh, nice. topical material and just mm-hmm. riffing through it and whatever. So it was, um, it was just a really fun, neat, easy thing to mm-hmm. do, right? And then we did it with wine. You know, have a Atta girl. <laughs> Atta girl. Hey, screw the view. We're not on TV. Where's lo- the red wine? Yeah, I love, uh, you know, I would love to hear like just the last 15 minutes of every single one of <laughs> those. Know. Know. And let me tell you another thing. <laughs> this is what's wrong with Lost. Exactly. Um, speaking of which, now, are you, you're a big Lost fan? I yeah. am. And yeah? it's funny because just today I actually found an old um, blog that I had written way back in 2008, early 2008. Oh, way back. Way yeah. back oh, in the archives. They hardly had computers back then. And I remember <laughs> saying uh, then that I thought it was that I thought it was purgatory. Right. And then the whole idea of 40 days and how the biblical significance of 40 days and and whatever. So I love the ending of Lost. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it was perfect. You are the first person that I've ever heard. Yeah. Say that. Say what? That they love the ending. They love the ending. Really? You're the only person thus far. What did people want? Um I have no idea. I've never seen an episode. <gasps> And don't worry about spoiling it for me because I don't care. Like I, I I, I am going to watch this thing from start to finish. Eventually, Mm. you know, I came into the Sopranos. I did the exact same because I'm never home. I can't, I can't watch these things. Mm -hmm. So, and there's just certain things you can't avoid on the internet. Right. When something like that happens, it's just like right. If you're online in any capacity, even if you avoid Facebook and email and anything Mm -hmm. else, eventually it's just going to get spoiled for you. Right. I mean, Sopranos got spoiled like immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. We have we have left that age of innocence where everyone talked about the same thing at the water cooler because now you can watch things whenever you want right. but the consequence of that is that because we have so much connectivity with each other now we've lost that oh did you see that oh i don't mean to spoil it for mm-hmm. you so there's really no such thing as a quiet thing i remember people getting pissed about uh the crying game 
when people blurred yes, out the ending of that. That's right. But the, actually, the first one for me right. was uh, a dink of a friend of mine back in Gananoque. <laughs> a dink uh, of a friend. Dink of a friend. In Gananoque of, of all places. He wasn't at the gig. He wouldn't have ponied up the cash. He's a skinflint. <laughs> um, he uh, went and saw Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Before oh. I did, and was on the blower the next morning. Terrible. Hey, how are you? Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's oh. dad. You son of a bitch! And I was in a That's preacher's awful. house, and I couldn't swear at him properly. So you had your own like personal Simpsons moment. I did. I can't believe yeah. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's <laughs> yes. father. Yes. <laughs> Way to spoil the ending for us. <laughs> Yeah, he was a jackass. Oh, that's um, terrible. And that's that terrible. he called you to say it. That's I even know. more. It yeah. was a dick move. You are chasing that thing like a fucking cat. I, yeah. We have a we have a house fly that literally is about the size of a condor yeah, flitting around in There's here. Been three times I've been sitting behind your head on the wall. I just want right. to take the headphones off, get a book. Right. Mm. And that's when I think, and this is when my podcast is over. <laughs> yeah. Ian finally snaps. And I never would have thought it was me. I yeah. thought there would that's be a whole right. list of comics that he would come after before me. But I am curious. I am curious what people expected as the ending right. then because uh, well, I thought it was the perfect I think I thought they tied it up with a bow I would love to do the Sopranos ending for the second time just right <laughs> oh da, yeah. da, 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 da. thank you good night everyone yeah, you yeah. know like and then the, just journey the music <laughs> right. the music stops abruptly you get the black screen the um the, this is sort of the weird thing about it too because when you're when you're not watching it actively mm-hmm. and people are talking about it, mm-hmm. you're hearing like these kind of bursts of things. It's like, well, it's part of the Dharma Initiative. Well, what's that? It's uh. like because as far as I knew, I just had like season one. Oh, they're they're lost and they're on an island. Okay. So I think Shipwreck was like, how is this going to last eight seasons mm-hmm. or whatever they're going to go? And so when people are talking, oh yeah, and then when they're back in the house and that time thing, a time thing. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, and they find the time time machine. What are you? Uh-huh. Huh? And I'm like, that makes no sense to me. It was right. like it was, this is the talking rabbit and right. Others. Well, it was it was the same thing with uh, Twin Peaks. Hmm. If you if you if you if you go way back, he's young. He won't right, know. He's um, but uh, like when people were trying to get me into that, I go, mm. I don't know that I want to. He goes, Oh, mm. it was a good episode last week when the aliens came. I'm out. I'm not even in, uh, and I'm out. Okay. You can keep your aliens coming to the world. <laughs> Forget it. I am not going to be a part of this. So that's your that's the the line in the sand. That's for you. the line in the sand. Aliens when involved. aliens start coming, it's like you mm. gotta be kidding. No, it's mm. Twin Peaks. It's Unless you're going into expecting aliens, right? Right. Yeah. Right. You, you didn't pull that with Star Trek. No. Like, oh, no. That I want. Klingons. Yeah. What again with these guys? <laughs> Jesus. Why do they all have the Fu Manchu? I know. Don't they have barbers? What like, are they missing on that planet? What was cool about Lost, whether people like the ending or not, and I think it's the problem that the Sopranos ran into, and they say that's why you know a series or a movie doesn't have a great ending anymore. It's because the whole sequel idea has ruined yeah. uh, any any uh, finality that we may have mm-hmm. on uh, on something. But Lost. Already they had dragged it out for an extra year mm-hmm. and they just said, okay, no, really, this is the last year. The actors right. don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's done after this. Having said that, I mean, they could still bring it back because, because of the content, uh, they could still flash forward, flash back, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, that's what really hurt the Sopranos, I yeah. thought. Like, did mm-hmm. you really want to see a movie after that? That was a really awful, awful right. ending, no. right? The, I hate it when they do it in the same project. Like, remember when, uh, AI came out with Stan- Stanley Kubrick? Mm-hmm. was uh, directing that, right? right? And then he passed away. Mm-hmm. And so Steven Spielberg took it over. And you can tell mm-hmm. the exact moment that Kubrick wanted that movie to end. Mm-hmm. It's with the kid down in the ice, and he's staring at the thing and just waiting for the battery to die, and right. that's going to be it. That's it. Right? And I thought, perfect. And I, as soon as I saw that happen, I'm like, there it is. I'm going to get my coat. I'm, right. This is the ending. <laughs> this has to be the ending. Todd and has to be the first one out of the theater. I got things to do. Yeah. If, if Actually, if I know me, I probably had to go. Um, <laughs> I'm a slave to the big cokes. I never uh, know how to say. Right. Do you want to supersize that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then it, it, like, you know, it fades out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, oh, we got more movie. What's going on? Mm. And then here comes the happy ending of right. like, oh, of course right. you're a boy. You're Pinocchio. You were a boy mm-hmm. all along. And like, oh. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. You could tell that Spielberg can't have a bad ending. Right. Everyone's got to go home with smiles and a, and a, and a, and a goodie bag at the end of the thing. <laughs> you know, make sure that, you know, I know you got eaten by the shark, but at least, you know, you still have your hand. Right. You know, like whatever. Right. I don't know. That's fun. That was, that's my. That's really cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to tweet the guest. Sure. Let's go to tweet the guest. So, uh, the way this works is, uh, today, uh, I let, uh, the tweet space, uh, be known. 
that uh, you were going to be on the show, mm-hmm. and we uh, fire in some questions. Now, are you on the Twitter officially? I couldn't find you out there. I'm not because I was afraid, like Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, because I yeah. don't really understand some of the, the, the privacy things. So I'm like, oh, right. God, what if I go on there that I can't get off? So right. I haven't been. I went on Twitter and then I pulled my account. Right? Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so formally of at Judy Croon, you could have uh, you could have fired in this question yourself. Uh, the first uh, tweet comes in from Exclaim. Okay. Exclaim Magazine, exclaim.ca. You can follow mm-hmm. them on that. Uh, and they uh, picked up the retweet in that where I said, hey, folks, Judy Croon is on the podcast today. Anyone got a questions for tweet the guest? Uh, and uh, no one did. So, right, uh, yeah. Way to go, hipsters who read exclaim.ca. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is she in my chemical romance? No? Well, then I don't want to talk to her. Um, but we do have, um, uh, we do have uh, a couple of, uh, I would say, mutual friends. Mm-hmm. I would say, first of all, because they uh, leapt at the, uh, chomped at the bit on this one right. tracy hoyt of course uh, I tracy, tracy hoyt, hoyt uh my voice mentor she's fantastic love Amazing. every second of her um her uh question to you and there's uh, we can take these in, in points i'll sure. give you the, the full thing she really did her homework on this one um and it was hard for me to squeeze it into 140 characters to be mm, quite honest okay uh any battle scar stories uh in performing local radio ads mm. hecklers during her live stand-up act or the toughest act she ever had to follow ah. So let's take a look at the first one. Uh, performing local radio ads. Anything horrible there? Because uh, I, I can imagine. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, the Perth Fair comes to Hell mind. Oh, okay. When you've got to promote, <laughs> hey, join Judy at the Perth Fair this uh, July 10th. And no word of a lie, I took second billing to, they'll be Puffy the Clown. Right. And Judy Croon. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Croon from 98.9 Country 95. That's Puffy right. the Clown. Puffy clown. the Clown. Unless he's high. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> no. I see, you went high. I thought bloated. Well, that's what I'm like, thinking. Is what, like, like what? I... I picture someone punching him in the face. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, he's now got an ice pack there. Yeah. Puffy not, the Clown. So, yeah. I had yeah. to follow Puffy the Clown in a local uh, local ad. So. And, and and I'm assuming that your draw was huge at the Perth Ferry. You're oh, on your yeah, card table. Massive. We're here live. And, um, uh, but speaking of uh, other local, uh, local ads, there was an ad running at a station that I was doing in uh, Los Angeles and... I couldn't figure out why nobody wanted to do this because they had to, they had to run the promo. So they needed a clips of us, um, just talking about the, uh, the Pomona fair. Come on down to the Pomona fair. It was a, um, uh, a demolition derby. Oh, nice. Right? So they stuck me in an old caddy, right? <laughs> did you drive it? Like, yes. did you run into shit? Yes. I was, I, so they're like, it's going to be fine. They strap you in, mm-hmm. but you've got like the gas right there yeah, in yeah. the back seat, right? Yes. They want to make sure that the gas isn't in the tank, right? But it's in the back seat. How, how, so anyway, right. they're like, you'll be fine. And Murray couldn't drive. Exactly. You know, that <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? I got to put this out. Right. So Bet you, you didn't give Dion Warwick this shit. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. It's totally safe. Cut to two cars collide in front of me. They're now standing up on end. One of them's on fire. A guy's crawling out of it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. But they gave me a caddy that wouldn't break down. So I'm, it's myself and, uh, one other car. We're the only cars and like mm-hmm. the whole crowd's cheering and whatever. And then I just got creamed. Oh, in that's the end. fantastic. But it was, I still have like major neck damage. And this is, this, are you okay? Like I, I noticed you're sitting I'm very, fine. okay. All right. Perry Steph, I know. It's probably from the Pomona Fair of Demolition Derby. <laughs> you should Lord. sue, eh? I should. Yes. <laughs> We're just Canadian, though. You know, we don't. That big that big Pomona cash. <laughs> right. <laughs> the big, big Pomona. But this is the weirdest thing. Like, just, just a little... I've had a little bit of, uh, uh, like, worlds colliding right now. Mm-hmm. As we're, you know, on the day of that we're recording this, out of the blue on the street today, I met Mike Morrow, who's a, uh, a buddy of mine from Gananoque. He's a film director, and he filmed... Uh, Hot Rod, not that one, mm. the documentary Hot Rod, mm-hmm. about demolition derbies in the Lansdowne Fair outside of Gananoque. It's this mm. great movie. It's fantastic. I uh, urge the listeners to go rent it or okay. buy it if you can. And he also went on to direct Crash Addicts on OLN. Oh. Which is so he took that movie and based mm-hmm. it on that on on that show. So it's just funny that we're, we're talking now about demolition derbies and this is happening. It's a crazy. I day. would be curious to know what car he thought was the best one. I'm gonna guess the Cadillac. Yeah. It is solid. Oh yeah. Yeah, solid but not mobile sometimes you know right. you want the rabbit punch i'm not saying you drive <laughs> a rabbit right. you want to you want to get in there exactly. giants move slowly and there's a reason for that so you know you get you get hit by you know i don't know three pintos right don't aim for the back on those obviously that's right but that's it 
Why did I go Pinto? I don't know. I'm an, it was I'm a an good old reference. man. I'm an old man. I was aiming for Hornet. That's what I wanted. It was the AMC Hornet. <laughs> I have an older. Get an AMC Hornet and yeah. Okay, uh, so that's uh, hecklers during your live stand-up act. Uh, well, I would say, in fact, I would say I'd combine the second question with the third question just about hecklers or just hell gigs mm-hmm. in general. Whenever you're starting comedy, you've got to do the hell gigs. And I started out in Alberta, and I remember up north there was uh, typically, you know, you took whatever gig you could. So there were these gigs that you'd have to be the opening act for strippers, right? So right. there were these. It was an all female night at this uh, strip club, and <laughs> which is um, going to confuse the gents completely. The guys Why are, like, are you what? keeping your clothes huh? on? That's right. Yeah. Take it off. So There's all these <laughs> drunk women. They want to see the male strippers and they uh they give them me the money that uh, ahead of time. Now uh, oh, you, oh, they were male strippers coming on after you. Yes, there were oh, male strippers coming on after you. Because I thought it was female strippers. It was women oh, in the audience. It was a ladies' I night. I apologize. Right? I'm way wrong it's on this. It's ladies' okay. night, right? And so you're standing between strippers. them and... Right. So now, first the of meat. all... Yes. The meat. The meat. And I'll try and keep the show clean, but... Don't worry about I'll it. I'll go no, again. No. All right. So, uh, so I'm just... You <laughs> Let know, it swing. God knows why I did this, why I did this, but I'm like, you know, I guess it's the comic in me. You want to meet the other acts that are on the bills. Like, go back strippers are like uh how long are you gonna do because uh i can only have my cock ring on for uh 15 minutes right. or however long it was right? oh don't worry i'll be off 15 minutes then this seems to be a man- so he with a cock ring right? am i right huh? <laughs> so the act before me was talk about h- hard to follow an act was a male stripper and he had a monkey and the monkey was on a chain <laughs> I'm this isn't kidding. a euphemism. No, this okay. was really a monkey, right. a monkey on a chain. Where do you get so, a monkey in North Alberta? I know, terrible. So oh, the women are just There's totally... so many questions involved with this story. <laughs> really an enigma when you, <laughs> when you think about it. So I go up there and I do my act, but they're like just staring at me like total, you know, total uh, crickets because a male stripper with a monkey just left the stage. Right. And now I've got to do 20 minutes of talking, mm-hmm. but I've got the money in my pocket. I'm like, it's burning a hole. I'm like, there's no damn way I'm giving this money back. So I'm about 18 minutes into my act and it's just dying the death of a thousand screams, right? They're like, bring on the strippers. (laughs) She's doing comedy in a Fellini film. Right, exactly. That sounds like 10 o'clock here. So we haven't had a monkey yet. <laughs> no. The monkey yet. and the male stripper, I'm telling you. It's a My mind's pleasure. racing. So I'm 18 minutes into my act, and it's just like I'm doing everything out there. Next thing I see in the back of the room, I see this monkey snap off of its leash, and the monkey is racing now towards the stage where I'm standing there with a the microphone. All of a sudden, I let out this blood-curdling scream, and that's what got the audience laughing. The biggest laugh of the night, me screaming. It was monkey attacks. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. monkey ate her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But, okay, but on the plus side, you you came away from that gig with a new closer. Yeah, exactly. So, she's now a duo act. That's right, right. and I got a laugh, hey. Yeah. When you hear me do this joke, let him off his leash. <laughs> let just let him go. No, I'll be in the banana. Please stop him. He's biting. <laughs> <laughs> so how did they restrain the monkey at the end of this? Uh, like finally, he, the owner, the drunk stripper, got. Now they didn't shit. He came back up, but he put the leash back on it, and the right. you know it was just it was just awful. Oh, okay, please keep your monkey on the leash at all times. That's right. Don't right. read the signs. No smoking and no monkeys. <laughs> and Murray will never work that gig. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, here's one from, uh, again, a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Termel. Oh, I love Wayne. Wayne Termel, who uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Great Web Meeting. Mm-hmm. He uh, right. used to be a stand-up. He now applies his trade in teaching project managers to not suck. And that oh, is uh, good. good luck to him with that. Yeah. Uh, having spent some time in the corporate uh, corporate world. He's got his work cut out for him. Mm. Okay, so the question to you is, uh, Does she, and this must be a story, uh, does she remember the days in Calgary of the dreaded feather boa? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Another stripper gig. That's right. uh, yeah, is that it? time I was stripping. What? Hello. <laughs> the feather boa. No, I'm totally okay. kidding. <laughs> Someone's going to go to Google oh, Images for this one. Right. There we go. Gotta do what you gotta do for the laugh. Uh, no, I was, uh, you know, when you're, when you're starting out as a comic, it's amazing because I was thinking about this the other day. You're so daring when you start out comedy. I mean, I would do characters. One of the characters was this uh, lady with the big hat and a feather boa and a cigarette holder and whatever, right? right. right? 
And uh, needless to say, I got away from that. And I ended up going more into observational comedy. But I was thinking, I would never try that now. No. Not in a million no, 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 years. No, 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 I would no. never try doing a character. Yeah. Right? And somebody else came up to me. Uh, uh, um, I don't know if you know a comic by the name of Roger Fredericks. But he said to me, I remember I you name. in Calgary used to. Uh, he's a great writer. Writes a lot of children's mm-hmm. uh, scripts. Uh, but he was a fabulous improviser out in Calgary. And he said the same thing. He goes, I remember you with the, with the feather boa and then the hat. And he goes, Oh my God, you used to do characters. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so funny that you would enthusiastically, enthusiastically ask me about that. Because to me, it's like, Oh my God, horrors that people remember mm-hmm. that. On the other hand, when you're first starting out, think about it. You write yeah. a 45 minute act and chunk, it's there. Right. But do, if you do the math and how long you've been doing comedy, you really should have like a right. hundred hours worth of comedy, oh, yeah. Yeah. but you don't. It, it goes to that question of like, you know, when do you say no to a joke? Right. Like, when does that drop? And like, it, it, what's weird is like when you haven't done a room in ages or you come back like for five, ten years or you know people who used to see your act. Like, I got friends of mine who used to see me perform back in university oh, who cool. go, oh, do you still do this joke? And right. they'll go, I go, oh, fuck, no, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, that's... I can't, I wrote that. Oh my god! Like, how did I make it here? Right. And like, and it's it's true. I have whole new jokes to horror. I have. Oh my god! I have a whole bunch of things that are completely unfunny. Um, but it's 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 weird too. Like like I don't know if you remember like when you say like you did the characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember starting out like this was like back in university when I was just like trying to work on just like joke jokes. Like that's all I just want to right. do. Like just my set act and line, just set a punchline. Set a punchline. Yeah. Punch you know, maybe a little bit of a story to it, but just that's all I kind of wanted to do. I didn't mm-hmm. see anything. And you see guys coming up in like sunglasses and driving gloves right. and like, I am the annihilator of comedy. And you're like, you're standing in the back going, oh, you fucking got that Thank right. Thank you, Dice. Like that is, my God, like that would be it. Like you see guys coming up in costumes. Right. And and as soon as you gave yourself the title of anything of comedy, mm-hmm. you knew you were in for a bad yeah. night. It was just, <laughs> I remember one guy, a good friend of mine, he's now selling insurance, it turns out. Hmm. Uh, he, uh, he came up his first night on stage. He had a guy stand behind him, huge guy, sunglasses, uh, tuxedo, Standing behind him just like this. And he just goes, that's my comedy bodyguard. Comedy bodyguard. Oh, hey. Comedy bodyguard. to be funny. Oh. <laughs> and it was oh his God. first night, too. And every, oh, everyone remembers the first night. Ouch. We just go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe you let the bouncer speak. Yeah. You know, like that's. Uh. But don't you find, uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I ran into somebody who was just starting comedy. And do you remember when you first started out stand up? How nervous you were! Like it was like a week oh, before oh, yeah. you yeah. went on stage, Ugh. and then it got whittled down to maybe three days before you went. And then it was mm-hmm. the day of, right. you know. And somebody says to me, "Do you ever get nervous when you go on stage?" And I said, "Well, I get a little bit nervous for sure, but I'm glad. Like I need that adrenaline, right? right. right? But I remember how sick I used to feel for a whole week before right. I went. God knows because I had to go on stage with a. But it's even oh, worse yeah. when you don't. But it's even worse when you get to that point where you don't. You're not nervous at all. Like no. the point of almost apathy is like, yeah. ah, I'm going up. Right, right. right. I'm mine is more curious. Like where I go, so when will they figure out they hate me? Oh. This is going to be, because it's different every time. Todd, we all wonder that. We have a pool going yeah, on we in have the back a pool. of the room. <laughs> Who had 218? Who had 218? Ah, 219. Oh, well. That's great. Darren Frost wins again. Um, Judy, uh, how do people get a hold of you on the, uh, on the inner space? Well, JudyCroon.com. JudyCroon.com is great uh, website. the looks, best way. Looks fantastic. Thank you. you know who did my website? I'm going to give a shout out to Rick Curry. If you ever need work <gasps> fantastic. done, love Rick Curry. Oh. Oh my God! He, yeah. uh, we have to have him on this show. Please he is a do. fantastic, great friend of very, mine. Very, very funny comic. Love him. Incredible IT yeah. guy. So, uh, so yeah, JudyCroon.com, right. best way. Right, and uh, not on the Twitter. Not on the Twitter, not but I'll Twitter. get back on there. <laughs> yes. Tweet us, but right. is it uncool not to be on the Twitter? Because I've heard it's like lost. I've heard two sides. No, go, I love the Twitter, and other people go like Twitter, Twitter. It's a vehicle, and if you're if you're into if if you enjoy just doing status lines, I don't see how anyone could steal your identity with 140 characters. But uh, right. yeah, go ahead, try, give it a shot. <laughs> you know, give it a shot there, hackers. <laughs> wow, Judy Kroon got really racist. All she of a really sudden. did. <laughs> wow, she's an anti-Semitic. <laughs> And she doesn't like the darkies, my God. <laughs> That's, That's horrible. Oh. Well, she's tall and Aryan. We all knew that. Uh, Judy, thank you for uh, for uh, reaching out and uh, getting onto the show. It was Todd, fantastic. Ian, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure right. uh, with both of you. We next, will have next you. time. We'll be in the much more scenic room at yes. uh, McVeigh's. Yes, okay. that's exactly right. We'll have Darcy with us, and, and actually next time I'm, yeah, I'm going to turn on that goddamn thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Ian, thank you uh, for showing up again. 
Uh, no worries. Good luck tonight and for the rest of your run on the Comedy Brawl. Uh, folks, uh, that is the show. Uh, give us a, a shout in the usual spots, a blog post. Leave us a review on iTunes, all that fun stuff. The phone number, the email. You can do it all. We'll talk to you next week on, on the TVA Podcast. <laughs>